Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 109 of Lesbians You Write. This week's topic is cunning linguists, acceptable words to use for your lady bits. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the wordmaster, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? You just keep saying lady bits. <laughs> <laughs> it amuses me, so I thought I'd keep saying it. Hold on a second, could I gather my thoughts? <laughs> You know, we haven't even started talking about cunts yet, and, and you're already you're already stumbling. Come on. You're doing this on purpose. Anyways, um, so what have I been up to? I've been cracking on with book three in the Miracle Girl series, and but I have to admit, um, it's been it's been slow going. I think a couple episodes uh, ago, I said that uh, my productivity was gonna take a nosedive, and I didn't I didn't know what I meant right then. <laughs> so, um. Some of the days, I literally have only added 100 words. I, I, I'm still writing every day on it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm going slow. And it's, it's baffling to me, because JJ, who's the, the leading lady of the Miracle Girl series, she's one of my favorite characters, But every and I cram her to other books. Any other book I can actually cram her into, I do, because I, I enjoy writing about JJ, but when it comes to writing a book with JJ starring in it, my brain just shuts down, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with this book? I have about 10k in it, and it's been slow, very slow. But you are writing every day, though, and I do like this tip from you uh, because it, it, it is good because it just keeps the momentum going. And so then, even if you just touch it and you're there for like 15 minutes, you have touched it that day because it's really important to touch your work. And that sounds a bit pervy, I know, but it is really important. <laughs> You're using lady bits and touching a lot this episode. <laughs> you know, I'm in the mood. I'm in the groove. Let's go. So um, last week I mentioned that uh, I set up buying me a coffee for the podcast, but I also have set up a Twitter account for lesbians who write. So now Claire is going to have to add another thing to her outro. We don't have any followers yet, probably because I haven't told a person about it. <laughs> But anyways, um, and the thing that sucks about it, when I was doing the Twitter handle, Lesbians Who Write was one character too long, and, and I didn't want it to say Lesbian Who Write, so it is now Les Who Writes, so L-E-S-W-H-O-W-R-I-T-E, so that's how I shortened it, because I was just like, seriously, one character, we could have had like the show on it. Do you think there's somewhere, there's a woman or a man called Les who writes <laughs> and I'm they, sure there's a lot <laughs> and they really wanted that Twitter handle and they're like damn damn I've just lost it <laughs> I'm sorry about that so we now have a, a Twitter account for lesbians who write and uh, I will include the link to the show notes so if you want to follow us please do and finally I'm still in launch mode for my latest release the date I've heard from many early readers who are loving the um, quirky love story about an American named Britt, who I got from you, because I don't know if you remember when we were talking about the setup. You said, wouldn't it be funny if her name was Britt and she moved to Britain? You're looking at me like you do not remember this at all. I mean, it sounds like something wise and, and you know, frankly hilarious that I would say, but I do not remember this conversation one little bit. All right, 
so I use that. Um, so her name is Britt, and um, I have also gotten uh, emails from regular listeners who have been following this uh, podcast forever, and they're they're picking up on things that we've talked about that keep showing up in um, my my London romance um, books because it just makes perfect sense. You know, <laughs> you're from London. I steal your ideas. Apparently, you don't even remember them, so I shouldn't even attribute them to you. <laughs> I, don't, don't, I came up with Britt all on my own. <laughs> Do I get a mention in the acknowledgements, TB? No, you do not. Oh, I gave you. I gave you the title for the date. I gave you the character name for. Um, is this the Miracle Girl? This one. No, this is the date. You didn't give me the title. We just talked about it. Well, you know, let's let's say I gave it to you. Okay. All right. You just want every brilliant idea I've had. <laughs> I don't do the acknowledgements um, page anymore because I. It, it's like you have to keep thinking the same people over and over and over. Yeah, sorry, but I do give you credit in my emails uh, to my TBM subscribers and on the podcast. What else do you want? Yeah, between uh, struggling on the Miracle Girl launching the date, I've been I've been kind of frantic lately. I won't I won't lie. It's been hard to keep any kind of consistent thought in my head. I'm like a little puppy just chasing that ball. Mm. If you were a puppy, yeah. what kind of puppy would you be? Well, a Boston Terrier. I love them. Okay, there is only one dog in the world for TB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of puppy would you be? Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm not very good with dog types. Like I didn't grow up with dog. I'm not a dog person, so I, I've only recently, in the last sort of five or ten years, become okay with dogs. Because I never grew up with them, so I was always scared of them. So I don't really know. A bit like flowers. I don't know flower names. I don't know dog names. I just go, oh, that's a cute dog. Okay. So apparently, I inadvertently stole this from you because the um. The hot chick that lives next to Prin, she doesn't like dogs either, and she's British. But I didn't. Did I know this that you don't like dogs? No, I don't, that's what I mean. I, I don't mind them now, as long as they're okay. of a certain size. I can't do big dogs too too much, or ones that look too scary. I think the one I like is probably a spaniel. I quite like a spaniel, or I quite like an Australian shepherd. Is okay. that right? Yeah. yeah, like a like a sheepdog. Yeah, I was uh, I was out hiking the other day, and I was passing a woman who had a large dog, and I don't think she was listening to everything I said because we, we were kind of on a tight path and I just asked is it okay if I pass your dog because with tighter spaces I try to be you know polite and not upset the dog and she's like no you, like he's not very friendly you can't pet him and I was like yeah he's a scary dog I wasn't going to <laughs> I didn't say that out loud I'm like I just wanted to walk by you <laughs> see I think I could cope with the Boston Terrier because they're quite small aren't they yeah they are rambunctious though they are the type who like to jump up and down? So I don't know if you'd like that. Mm. My friend, yeah. my friends have just got a cockapoo, and they're training him so that uh, he's less jumpy by the time I get there. I will tell you just just quickly before I let you know what's going on with me is that when every time when you say miracle girl, every time you know my um, gustatory thing where I taste words. You remember what's I've it got called? you remember I've got gustatory lexical disease or something like not not disease. <laughs> gustatory lexical syndrome something like that anyway which basically means when you say a particular word i taste something when you say the word miracle every time and this is quite a, a obvious connection my mum used to make a thing called miracle bars have you heard of miracle bars so i i i think of them fondly but they're basically crushed up nuts and biscuits and then a layer of that and then chocolate and then custard and then they're put in a fridge and, and left to set. And then you you eat them cold. 
uh, and they're really rich. Um, and also, because I'm allergic to nuts when I was little, every time I ate them, I used to vomit quite a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but I don't, I do have a, a fond memory of them because they're like, it was kind of like my mum's signature, one of her signature sort of uh, tray things that from the fridge. So every time I hear the word miracle, I just, I, I can taste miracle bars. Do you want to vomit as well? No, I, I don't have a bad association with them. Strange. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, what's been going on with me? Well, uh, writing update, I'm still going through the second draft of uh, Big London Dreams, adding in all the 50s-ness. I've been reading uh, my big, big, thick London books. So I've got Peter Ackroyd's History of London, I've got Modernity Britain by David Kiniston, and I'm reading through those and I'm going through, so that's all just flying along okay. What else has happened this week? Well, I've got another translation in the offing. I'm not sure when this is coming out. I think it's coming out in June. And this is A Taste of Love. Do you want to know the, in German, do you want to know the uh, German title? Hear me with it. Das Gefühl von Lieb. Excellent. Hmm? Yeah. Excellent. Can you spell it? I can, because I've got it right in front of me. Can you close your eyes and spell it? <laughs> it's got an umlaut over it. Oh, das Gefühl has got an umlaut, which I, I do like that about the German language. Love, love me an umlaut. Are those the dots? Yeah, or? the dots. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that was... I didn't study German. I was I was the Spanish-French kid. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, I studied it till I was about 13. So I'm not very good at German, uh, but, you know, as, as I'm sure you can't tell from my pronunciation. Uh, but anyway, I had to do... A, um, Ilva asked me to do a little blog for it, a Q&A blog uh, for that today. So do you know what? It was quite good. I did it today. And so, you know, we released those books, um, the, the, not the London Romance Series, the Village Romance Series uh, in 2019? Eight. 18? Nine, no, 19. What year is it now? 21. Yeah, 19. So 2019. So it's been nearly two years since uh, I wrote that book, and I haven't read it since then. And uh, some of the questions on for this Q&A I had to do for the other blog, I had to go back and get, because I couldn't remember the character names, right? And as we've... As we said, you go into your ebook file, and I go into my. I get my print book off the shelf, so I had to get it off the shelf, and I was reading it, and trying to find these character names, and I just got sucked into reading it. And you know, when you read back, and you think it's quite good. <laughs> I had one of those moments today, so that was nice. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So you want credit for all my brilliant ideas, and you read your own books, and man, I'm brilliant. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's nice when that happens, isn't it? The other thing that happened this uh, this week was I got I got sent a thing from an official. So you know, like we're all sort of wondering how the government are going to pay for all the COVID uh, debt that they're in. Well, here's a way. <laughs> They've set up some kind of agency that is asking all small businesses to pay them forty pounds or sixty pounds to get GDPR insurance or something like that. So uh, my accountant forwarded it to me. It was official. It's not a scam. So I had to go on this website and pay uh, 40 quid for something I didn't need and haven't needed since GDPR has been uh, in place. So, But three years later, they've decided, here's a way to get some money. So heads up if you're in the UK. This might be coming your way. And today, in exciting news, now we are recording this a little bit ahead of time. So... Uh, we have to say that if the UK roadmap goes to plan, today is April the 12th, and it should be the day 
that hospitality is opening its doors for outside hospitality. So fingers crossed that is still the case by the time this goes out because we have booked dinner in the pub at the top of the road tomorrow night in the garden. So fingers crossed that'll happen. And I'm quite looking forward to it. They've got a, they've got a really nice uh, garden, really you know, with heaters and covers and nice lights, twinkly lights in the plants. So it'd be nice to go and eat somewhere that's not our front room. I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah, it sounds nice, but um, but also I don't know. Our numbers are going high, so when I hear people like, "Oh yeah, we're going to go out," I'm like, "No!" <laughs> but you guys are doing a bit better <laughs> on the new cases. Look, uh, so. Enjoy it for me, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Take some photos, send them to me. <laughs> Maybe take some video. <laughs> I will. It's going to be great. Uh, but it is outside, so it's not indoor. Right. Let's go on to comments. What you got, comment monitor? All right. I have one comment from Debbie. Debbie enjoys our episodes and is sending positive vibes to both of us. Also, we asked for uh, tips of how to stay organized. And Debbie uses a wicker laundry basket to collect everything that is out of place or needs to be tossed and then takes the basket and has it uh, available so can sort stuff but then if someone you know pops by can easily hide the basket so I thought that was an interesting tip Debbie that is a brilliant tip and you've just given you've just solved my clutter problems Debbie I love you uh, because you know I said that um, I know you, you might think that's strong but Debbie has just <laughs> solved my clutter problems you know, I said that I got rid of the boxes and then I've got a Fortnum and Mason wicker basket as my little side table by the desk, right? Well, there's nothing actually in the basket. So I could just put all my clutter in the basket and then sort it out whenever, right? Yeah. De Debbie's yeah, a you can either figure out what you need to toss or figure out what needs to be put away and um, it's all confined in one spot. And you can address it as needed. You don't have to do it all at once. I don't know why I didn't think of this. Thanks, Debbie. Right, over here, um, I got an email from Malcolm. Uh, now, Malcolm is someone I, I met at one of my uh, talks I did at Transport for London, and he's very lovely and an avid reader uh, of my books and, and Lesbic in particular, uh, overall, I think. Anyway, he sent us an email and said that he was listening to the podcast the other night and drinking a glass of wine, so he's feeling quite content. And he says, thank you as always to you and TB for the podcast. Every episode has something to inspire or make me laugh. And I'm very, very grateful. All the best with our writing. And he says uh, he's just about to start writing something, but he dare not mention it in case it goes nowhere, as this has happened many times before. So, Malcolm, I'm calling you out on the podcast. <laughs> um, we want you to carry on with your writing and, uh, yeah, be inspired. I hope we do make, glad we do make you laugh. But, um, just like we always say, just keep going. Keep plugging away. Yeah, and I have many like starts and stops and I, I keep them in a folder and I have pulled some of them out and finished them years and years later. So yeah, I mean, they took major rewrites, <laughs> absolutely major rewrites, but the, the idea, the, the germ of the idea was there. So yeah, best of luck with you and uh, good job. Good job. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, yeah, good job. Like, starting something is scary, so good job on that. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep going. You'll get there in the end. Right, let's go on to the topic. The burning, no, not the burning topic. That would be bad, right? <laughs> Are you <laughs> burning your penis? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing something wrong. Which is cunning linguists. Let's talk about words that are and are not acceptable to use for the lady parts. Now, our listeners might be surprised by this. 
alarm, but I actually suggested this topic. She did. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> Let's get to the nitty gritty of this, of our uh, writing experiences. But um, I received an email from a reader who was um, offering advice about the use of the word clit and didn't think clit would be appropriate in certain situations and preferred uh, clitoris. I love getting these emails because, well, I think uh, our I like to learn different words, and I like to learn differences of how people see different words and everything. So I, I was like, you know, maybe we should discuss this on the podcast because it seems like something, which is apparently a burning question. <laughs> Badum ching. Or cystitis. Discuss. So I would agree. I know you, you said you had that email, and I've had uh, advice from people over the years, uh, and I have had an email from people over the years complaining about certain words I may or may not have used. Uh, for instance, when I wrote my first book, London Calling, I used the word cunt in it quite a lot, uh, just to, as a descriptive word, because, you know, it's one of my favourite words. I was told by one of my early readers, <laughs> that's in Muse TV, and it's, uh, uh, you know, I love the C words, right? Custard, cunt. You always use those two words. Is it just those two words, C words that you like? <laughs> no, I like Caspian as well. That's a really nice C words. I like the name Casper. I just, <laughs> there's something about the sound of C words that I really like. Anyway, and you know, cunt is a word that we need to reclaim, right? And just bring into common parlance. People are too scared of it. That's my, that's my issue. So when, yeah, when I did my first uh, novel, I was told to take out the word cunt. So I did. And it was probably good advice because, you know, I do know that people's sensibilities are not my own. You might make someone cringe when you're when they're reading your book, and that's not what I want. But I would like to be able to use it, you know, in my writing a little bit more. But I I, I just kind of don't because I know it's quite quite a divisive word. Um, but like we say, what's acceptable to, for one person isn't okay is okay for another one. It's very subjective what is okay. But there are, I guess, limits and lines generally that you shouldn't cross <laughs> uh, when you're when you're going to write sex scenes. Yes. Did you did you know in my first book, a, a Woman Lost, I actually used the word cunt. I think you have said before. Yeah. Did you get any pushback? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was said about a certain character who a lot of people just despise. So I think a lot of people uh, let it slide. But no, I got pushback on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People do not like that word, and um, I used it for a certain reason because. Um, it was an emotional aspect, so mm. that's why I used it. But I've only used it that one time, and I don't think I put it in anything else because um, I got pushback. Mm. I mean, this this what words are acceptable and what aren't, um, again, it changes all the time because language changes all the time, right? It was interesting. I, I read something the other day, and this woman was saying that everybody talks about making memories these days, whereas before it just used to be called having a nice time. But everyone says, go and make go and make some great memories with your friends and family. Um, and yeah, it's true. And how language evolves over time um, is the same, you know, it, it, it changes all the time. So for instance, when I was writing, I think it was, um, I think it was Hot London Nights and uh, I there was a pride parade and I had some dykes on bikes and my editor told me that the word, she'd, she'd heard that the word dykes is not acceptable anymore. And I was like, hmm, no. I think I think that's okay, uh, but I think some people would have a would have a problem with the word dyke. Uh, I don't, but 
I'm sure some people would. I got pushback on, I, I can't remember what book now. I don't remember if it was an email or if it was a review, but yeah, I got pushback on the word like too, very recently, in the past year. Mm. But I'm not going to stop using that one because, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm old school, maybe I am. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? But maybe in, maybe in a year or two, I won't use it. But at the moment, I'm still on the, I'm still on the fence. I don't want to offend people, but at the same time, I want to tell the world like it is and in my world that 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 word is still very used yeah and also like it seems like a lot of younger people are using the word queer yes. which in my day was a word that you did not use yes because um usually if that word was uttered you were like ducking because you're about to get beat up it's one of those things where it is like you said you want to reclaim cunt yes <laughs> or reclaim dyke but and there are people who are reclaiming other words and and I don't call them out when they use it because they're it's perfectly acceptable for them to use a word. But I, I do find it funny when they call us out on using different words when we're like on this like well, but you don't like me saying dyke, but you can say queer. <laughs> yeah, but it's just different different uh, yeah different times, isn't it? And um, different generations are okay using different words. I think the key thing is, I don't want to cause anybody any offence. So if me using a word is going to cause somebody offence, then I won't use it. And that's the bottom line. But always remember as well, that words that you use in a sex scene, the sex scenes, as we always say, should err on the side of sensual and not physical. So focus on the emotions. Describe, I do, I do try to describe body parts as little as possible and focus on the emotions. But you'll always need to go there in some way. Oh, I was expecting something a little saucier from you. I'm a little disappointed by that segue. Um, well, you know, I've got words. I've got a list. So how, how did you want to come at this? Because, oh, boom. So I've got a list. <laughs> I, I've got, in bold, words for describing lady parts. And I've got good words, on-the-fence words, could work if used but with in a funny way, too clinical, and then bad. Guess what's the longest list? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go off with your list. So I've got good words. I'm just thinking of ones that I use. So I've got core, her core. 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 Yes. Clit, her centre or hot centre. Um, slickness. Okay, we're getting, we're getting out <laughs> over the cliff. Where are we? TV's face just went from red to puce. Um, and where she needs it most. That one's good because you're not really saying. <laughs> okay. not, I'm not being specific, but everybody understands that, right? Okay, they're my good words. All right. Uh, on the my on the fence words, pussy and cunt. Wait, you use cunt the sex scene? Do you know? I want to say I have, but actually I don't think I have. So maybe that should be. I see. I I, I hesitate to say a bad word because I don't think it's a bad word. So it's got to be my on the fence word. Okay, could work if it was used in a fun way. Lady garden, right? That that's probably actually just like using conversation. Right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use that in a sex scene because that would be bad. <laughs> I'm just about to go and see her lady get a garden. No, don't do that. <laughs> see, TV, you're having a good time, aren't you? Uh, too clinical. <clears throat> I've got vagina, pubic hair, vulva, and I've actually got clitoris on the too clinical list. Now you did ask me uh, before we got on air, have you, have you ever used clitoris in a sex scene? I think I might have done. Um, and I think maybe in a certain sense it, it might be okay. Maybe that should be on my on the fence. Right, let's go for the bad because these are good, right? Vag, mound, muff, 
don't use these do not use these words do you want to go through them all twat snatch slit oh dear honeypot folds pool of moisture pink pearl flower the heart of her femininity <laughs> nub and bud the heart of what the heart of her femininity have you actually seen this in writing no but i saw it uh, listed <clears throat> this woman had done a like a sex thesaurus I didn't. I didn't list them all, but um, I thought, wow, that's a that's that's quite a flowery one to use, isn't it? Don't use flowery language and don't use coarse language because it will throw the reader out of the sex scene. And this is the point of this, right? You want to keep your reader in the sex scene. And so, if you then <laughs> suddenly say, and then you know, her pool of moisture, no, that's going to make me cringe. I love how you said, don't be coarse, but then you put cunt. <laughs> You know, I think with cunt, it's a bit of a... I've got a bit of a push and pull relationship, right? Because because I, I love the word. I love the realism. But I don't honestly, I don't think I would put it in a sex scene. Would you ever publish a novel titled Cunt? No. I have thought about publishing a novel entitled Moist. <laughs> that's... Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that one. That, that's been like a burning desire for you I for know. Like a few years now. I know. Maybe I should publish an erotic novel called Moist. I think it would sell well. I would also say don't just be aware of um, sex words that work. So uh, I would say shag, fuck, or make love. I've used all those. They're fine. Um, yeah. And then, but... There are some words that don't work because they're sort of more straight sex words like bone, bang, bed. Anything begin with B, really. Would you agree? Wow, I feel like I'm like 14 and in high school again. <laughs> <laughs> this is bringing back to me. Do you remember, I have told you this before, but you know, remember that folder where I used to write rude words in my, when I was doing my A-levels? I had this A4 binder folder and the whole inside cover of it was just covered in words like moist and clit and you know i was preparing myself for a life as a lesbian romance author but i didn't know it when i was 17. <laughs> i forgot about that but yeah. like it had did anyone th ever find your folder like, <laughs> I, I wish i knew where that folder was but it's got every all these ones on it a lot of these would have been on there muff probably beaver i don't think i had the heart of her femininity though yeah, but it's funny though because I'm sure some of these words people are like, I actually kind of like that because yeah. again, everything is subjective. Yes, it's a very fine line when you're writing because you 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 like Claire said, you don't want to intentionally anger someone or knock them out of the story, but you're not always going to know what actually does that to people because everyone brings their own their own history to what they're reading, and um, certain words just might set them off which we think are more benign that you just don't even like you didn't even think oh this could be controversial this could be upsetting to someone and someone's like oh my god i can't believe you used this word because it's one of those things where everyone has different feelings they have different definitions um you have different cultures while yes you do need to be aware of certain things you have to also get words down and <laughs> you can't just like not take any chances whatsoever because you won't ever write a story. Yes, but don't write a sex scenes with using the word vulva and uh, honeypot. That would be bad. Shocking news in biology class. I wasn't very good, so I'm like, I don't even know all the technical terms you could use because I just blocked them out. Mm. I mean, I know clit and uh, clitoris, mm. 
because hell, lesbian. Or just a woman. <laughs> but if you make, if you like showed me a diagram and like, TV, can you point out all the different parts? But always do remember, um, as we said, that sex is not about describing the body parts. It's about describing the emotions and feelings. Um, so if you focus on that, uh, you should be golden. But you will need to describe something. But, you know, to see if you say things like where she needed it most, then that kind of covers it and it gives the reader a feeling. Yeah. I remember in one of my Lizzie books, I can't remember which one, I had just gotten some uh, bad reviews or... Um, not bad review. I just got some emails where, like, people... It was, like, very conflicting. Like, I got, like, a five-day span of emails that were like, oh, I really like it when you use this word. Oh, I really like it when you don't use this word. And it was, like, the same freaking word. And so um, when I wrote Sex Scene in a Clueless Woman, I had I had the two... Uh, I had Lizzie and Sarah making fun of all the different words you could use. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what to use anymore because I, I literally was getting mixed messages in this short amount of time and it was right when I had to write this sex scene so I just went the route of I'm just gonna fucking make fun of it (laughs) (laughs) and they bond over that there you go that that is one way to handle it so let us know uh if you know where your vulva is and and the words you favor for female body parts are you a cunt lover or do you prefer a muff or a heavenly fold I don't know where to go I was trying to think of something I literally just froze I did quite like a heavenly fold. Now I've just said that. I just made it up and it's, it's pretty good, eh? Do let us know. Write in at lesbianswhowrite.com. Leave us a comment on the website. I'll reply. Or email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us on our new Twitter handle, which is leswhowrite at twitter.com. Is that right? Or just at leswhowrite. At leswhowrite. Yes. Well, yeah. If you're on Twitter, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You don't have to put twitter.com after it. Or Instagram me, at Claire Fick. Join us next week when we'll be talking about character names. Until then, keep writing, stay safe. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.